Lieutenant Governor Bethany Hall-Long. Thank you so much for joining me today in my podcast, The State of the Health of Delaware. One of my favorite award winners for the Lieutenant Governor's Challenge 2.0 in 2020 was Mr. Kyrie Bay at the Colonial School District. And his work really, truly was a significant environmental change where he was working with his students as an educator doing what I am most linked to in the Lieutenant Governor's office around behavioral health, items like mindfulness and conflict resolution, and how apropos that during the year ahead that followed him, little did he know we were gonna be off all in line, a very different environment, and he is just a great role model. So to the listeners, you're gonna really enjoy today because you're gonna hear, um, how he came about to identify, you know, what those needs for these young adults have been at the school and give you some tips and suggestions about his program. So Kyrie, welcome. Thank you for having me, Lieutenant Governor. I'm oh, uh, that's great. Here to Thank help. You. Tell us about your background real quick. Tell us what you do at Colonial. I am actually, I'm Colonial School District's Teacher of the Year. I'm the District Teacher of the Year. Uh, so I am humbled and honored. The uh, community here, I have a lot of family members that have graduated from Colonial, two sons, one that graduated already, and he went to Temple, and now he's back in Delaware at Dell State. All right, Hornets, go. All right. Uh, years here, he's a sophomore at Penn. I'm a, uh, I used to be a jarhead back in the day, served in the United States Marine Corps. Thank and the, uh, you. Thank you. Uh, I am now on the Professional Standards Board, so I'm an honorary... Uh, public servant here, and I um, am honored to have a uh, seat at the table and uh, help usher in some uh, changes that the community, the students, and the uh, state of Delaware deserves and needs. I also uh, follow in the footsteps of uh, a lot of great leaders here in Delaware, such as yourself also, and I want to commend you on your message in support of uh, the community and the uh, in light of our issues that are going around nationally. Oh, racial justice and equity issues. And, you know, sir, as a veteran, um, you know, uh, a black male, an educator, um, you know, you are in that unique position to garner a lot of respect. And so for the listening audience, you know, we each have our role and you identified early on, like some of these needs with the young adults. Can you tell us when you did the application of Lieutenant Governor's Challenge, you know, how did you identify these health issues for the submission? Well, again, being a parent first in this district and then knowing the community itself. I've uh, grew up in Jersey and Delaware, right across the bridge in Salem County there. So we won't hold that against you, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and just knowing the community, I knew some of the needs. I knew some of the, uh, I, it's, it, saying an underserved community doesn't always truly express what, what that element of being underserved is, but I know there was a lot of systemic issues from redlining to uh, food deserts, but it led to mental health issues, toxic stress, and a lot of our students don't have that positive serve and return uh, adult in their life to negate some of that toxic stress. And I knew that I had an opportunity to fill the gap because our students show up with an invisible backpack and in that backpack is trauma. And uh, I knew that I could make a difference. I knew that mindfulness had such a powerful effect on me personally. I've practiced it and yoga. I'm a certified yoga instructor also. Uh, 
So I knew teaching them coping skills, uh, self-regulation, and then them being agents of change themselves and taking that back into the community could do nothing but positive. I think the mistake I made at first is I only wanted to teach the students. And then I realized if I'm teaching you not to flip your lid, but yet you go into another classroom and a teacher flips their lid, then it, it, it doesn't work that way. So then I broke down and started kind of teaching teachers a self-practice because if they could self-regulate, they could model this. And then all of a sudden, if a student sees the, their classroom change, your school change, and I, I, I can't lie, I had great support from uh, the district, my superintendent, and even our now our new superintendent, uh, superintendent, Dr. Menzer, they are very big on the mental health. They're very big on uh, getting teachers trained in mindfulness. So now my uh, one of my roles is to teach first and second year teachers equity-based trauma and poverty informed MBSR, and that's a mindfulness-based stress relief. Uh, wow. From John Kabat-Zinn, I'm sure you may be familiar with that name, but I uh, kind of made it into a middle school version and then made sure that I created some opportunities for teachers um, around Colonial to go to uh, a yoga studio for free. I kind of secured Ooh, that. You've got the resources. So for those listening, I mean, it is remarkable. As I stated earlier, one of my all-time favorite programs, because what you have created, people can practice individually at home. They can do it in their faith community. They can do it in their neighborhood. They can do it with a parent, teacher, grandparent. Um, and self-regulation and trauma is so critical these days. So tell us, you know, as you did create, tell us a little bit about the program itself or programs, what you offer. So if somebody's out there listening in, whether a school, a church, a workplace, how might they model this? Because we see so much violence and guns and trauma and the equity and, and you know, the issues around justice now. Tell us, how did you create it? So if somebody wanted to replicate this, what do they do? Well, first off, I would say you can't teach something that you don't truly embody. So the first thing I would say is to go out there. There's a lot of free resources there uh, that you can learn mindfulness. You can learn just the breathing techniques. Uh, we all. So is this what you did to operationalize your program? Tell us, as you're giving these examples, tell us kind of what your program is. So for the listener to hear, yeah. So what it is, it's a mindfulness-based stress relief program that I kind of learned years ago when I was in the Marine Corps, I learned uh, uh, mindfulness, Tai Chi, and yoga. Uh, from there, I kind of am a health teacher. And when I first began, they gave me the social skills, the uh, mental skills part of the curriculum, the anxiety uh, relief, stress management, uh, Depression. Depression is such an issue now for these kids with suicide thoughts. Woo. Yes. So what I did was I started it off with doing mindful moments at the beginning of each class. Uh, then from there, I got probably my worst write-up. <laughs> understand what I was doing. And then, like I said, a couple of years later, I ended up being teacher of the year and offered the opportunity to create a mindfulness-based stress relief program. So once I got that, I got students to kind of learn self-regulation, learn neuroscience, kind of using that hand model of teaching them three parts of the brain. And then from there, allowing them to kind of be agents of change throughout the building. So we have a planetarium at uh, McCullough Middle School. So I would do body scans and we have this beautiful planetarium that 
we have an app that shows the full body and I showed them the effect of stress on their body and how it could lead to other health issues. And once they kind of realized it, calming themselves down, using the hand model to recognize your thinking region of your brain, your emotional, and then your primitive, and kind of learning not to, not to fall for your instincts or emotions, taking those few deep breaths and allowing you space between your triggers and your response instead of a reaction. And then from there, you know, I mean, I, 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 the funniest thing, kids would come to me and they'd be like, Mr. Bay, your little stupid breathing techniques work. Uh, so <laughs> I took my shoes the other day and I stopped for a second and I created like a, a little mantra. It was almost like a stop, take a breath, analyze the situation, focus on a positive future with you in it. And then from wow. there, I just had them check in with their emotions, thoughts, and body sensations and just taught them breathing techniques and kind of interwove that into the common core standards. Isn't that something? And it doesn't cost money. You don't have to have a fancy platform, right? And so people can do this at home. Say those last few points one more time because we are, believe it or not, we're going to be out of time here in a minute. Tell me what you just said about the stop. Say that again. Well, the staff and the shield. I okay. taught my students to be mindful ninjas. And if a mindful ninja, he needs two tools. His one tool is his staff. And that staff could be a positive adult staff member or okay. a mental staff. And that staff stands for stop, mm -hmm. take a breath, mm -hmm. analyze the situation, mm -hmm. focus mm -hmm. on your emotions, thoughts, and body sensations. And the last F is future, a positive future with you in it. Got it. Oh, I like that a lot. I like that. So as the listeners can hear, you know, not only did you identify these needs, you built upon your incredible experience as a Marine and a teacher and creating the program. Were there any other partners? I mean, you mentioned a couple different resources, any partners in addition to your incredible Colonial School District, shout out to the WE uh, uh, program that they offer there. Um, but have you seen those outcomes in summary? What have the kids done? Have they changed? Have you had better improvement, less discipline in the school? Tell us about those outcomes real quickly as we wrap this out. You can definitely uh, see that some of the kids, once they get to high school, have some very good re self-regulation skills. And that's hard to do from middle school to high school. Yes. I call it like <laughs> you're herding kittens. That's what yeah. that's what it was when I when I started. But I'd also like to shout out a couple of people that gave me a lot of assistance in doing this. One would be uh, James Walsh, okay. uh, Dr. James Walsh. He is an excellent uh, psychiatrist and he had this program that he was doing at DSEA with uh, the help of Deb Stevens. I kind of linked up with her and also Terry Lawler. They've okay. allowed me to uh, kind of branch out of just Colonial School District and now you know, I trained for DSEA, uh, mindfulness for different teachers around the state. And uh, Terry Lawler also, we just started a coalition of schools educating mindfully chapter here in Delaware. Awesome. that gives types of mindfulness resources to uh, students, parents, community members. And uh, if anyone is interested, please look up COSM, that's C-O-S-E-M, all capital letters. And we have a Delaware chapter we're doing some great things with and also uh, many other leaders here in Delaware that are pushing the mindfulness, mental health and equity issues here because uh, we're really trying to uh, make some changes and also empower the students and community so that it's not just us and they can be self-advocates and keep this momentum going, keep this movement going so that we can all come together as one. And that's awesome. what we're trying to do. 
No, I love it. I love it. Chairing the Behavioral Health Consortium, you know, and we have seen that, you know, the uptick not only with substance use disorder, but mental health. And it is okay not to be okay, but let's come together, whether it's taking that breath, having that shield, as you mentioned, those steps. Uh, we just thank you. I mean, we have so many applicants and hopefully this year uh, we'll continue in 2021 to get applicants who address mindfulness. And, uh, you know, we just are so uh, appreciative. Is there any thoughts or things that you were hoping we would talk about that we didn't get to before we wrap out this podcast? Uh, I, I'd say the main thing I would say is with all that's going on, we all seem to be pointing to our differences. But when it all comes down to it, we have way more in common than we do different than each other. And we all can start working together. And uh, once we start doing that, I think a lot of the problems that we see will be eliminated. So, uh, yes, and how true. And getting the equity, right? Getting the equity and having that together. And I think your mindfulness helps give us that balance and perspective. You were in the military, my husband was Navy. Uh, you know, when you're there in one unit, it doesn't matter your zip code, it doesn't matter your race. That's myself as a nurse. We bleed red. We all do. And I think we all have to be open and not embarrassed. Like you've made it not embarrassing to talk about things that people stigmatize and they recognize it is okay not to be okay. And um, thank you for that because you are touching an area that a lot of people have avoided and you're making a difference. So we were delighted as Lieutenant Governor's challenge today to have uh, the teacher of the year here, uh, Mr. Kyrie Ray, but he was here mainly to talk about his incredible environmental change program that he has done with mindfulness in the Colonial School District. And again, Lieutenant Governor Hall Long, thanking you for listening in to our podcast, The State of Health in Delaware.